0: think of his grace and his mercy, and oh yeah, how he loves me, all I can do is thank him for blessing me, he shows me from the hurt and the pain, the touch from him and you will never be the same, yes I gotta thank him for saving yeah. me, yeah. here we go. Here we go. I thank him for my blessings every day that I wake up. We were born into December. He decided to save us. Wasn't grateful for my life, but now I thank him every night. Because without him, I'd be lost. Now the problem has been solved. I remember all the lies and all the times that I disguised, But now his greatness and his mercy was revealed until my eyes. I'm so alive. I rose up from the dead survive. I cannot help but give him praise. You should come along for the ride. All right, everybody, I want to thank you guys for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I'm your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited. I love when we can have God be in the mix and just allow paths to cross. And today we have paths crossing with an amazing servant leader, the first rugby coach, the first rugby player that we actually have on the pod Today, we have servant leader Cassette, Sharon Gende with us. I'm so excited. We've talked previously getting ready for this podcast, and I know that just his amazing spirit and his love for Christ is gonna just present itself to an amazing hour of growth. So I thank you for joining us today. I tell people time is the greatest gift that anyone can give, because once it's given, you cannot give it back. You can't exchange it. So thank you for being here today. And I'll pass the torch to you to say hello to our listeners, and we're gonna get this conversation started.
1: Hey, thanks a lot, Coach Chelsea. Thank you for uh, your ministry. Uh, I mean, I remember coming across it and being, you know, really drawn to it. So thank you for what you're doing and, you know, obviously uh, being obedient to God in, in terms of just putting it out and um, and all that you're doing. And I just want to say hi to your listeners and, uh, you know, uh, thank you for having me. It's such a privilege. Anytime you can talk about, you um, You know what? What kind of drives you, and you know what is behind that, uh, which is obviously God. In our case, Uh, that's that's such a privilege for us. So I'm grateful to be here. Thank you.
0: For sure, and I think you said it best. It's such a privilege. You know, I I think about that uh, song, um, the hymn "Leaning on the Everlasting Arms," and it says, "What a a privilege, right? It is to carry. It's a privilege to serve. It's a privilege to be able to." Be his vessel and do his will. And, and, I, and I love that because that just gave me such a peace. You know, I'm reminded often right. of she's a servant leader, but she's a mentor of mine, Coach Brittany a longtime coach, and she always says, you know, we have to remember that we don't have to, we get to. It's a privilege right. to serve. And if you remember that that just kind of keeps things in perspective. Now, coach, I know our listeners have heard that accent, right? Yeah. So you got me when we first started talking. I said, yes. Can you just give them a background of where you're from, um, okay. you know, how you are um, traveling kind of half and half at different parts? Talk to them about that.
1: Right. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm obviously going to, um, uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm parked on the on the side of the road uh, and there might be background noise, but uh, we wanted to do this and and we're doing it. It should be okay. Um, so yeah, my name is Kiset uh, As you mentioned, uh, Chirengende, I'm uh, born and raised in Zimbabwe, a small Southern African country, uh, right at the bottom of the continent, um, next to South Africa, for those who know the uh, geography. And it's it's about an, an hour and a half flight from South Africa. Um, so yeah, uh, really love my country. Great upbringing, amazing family, amazing family, uh, amazing parents who brought us up in the right way to know God. Um, You know, I had a really amazing childhood, started playing rugby when I was young, Um, you know, proceeded to go to uh, uh, Leeds in West Yorkshire in England uh, for my university, Uh, continued playing rugby there. Then I started playing uh, club rugby afterwards. Um, About 2012, I decided to move back home to Zimbabwe, Uh, started my business, uh, which is uh, in sport sport marketing and, uh, you know, sport development, which is something that I still do now. And that's what brought me to the United States uh, as I consult for a few colleges that I, that I work with and a few clubs that I work with. Um, so yeah, so I'm before COVID hit, I was sort of back and forth, um, Zimbabwe, London and uh, the United States almost uh, maybe every eight to, to nine weeks. So I was on the road um, and obviously uh, COVID helped me to, you know, to, to, you know, to just stay in one place for for more than two months, which was uh, different for me. But I'm grateful for it. But yeah, that's in a nutshell uh, who I am. I'm, I love the sport of rugby. It's really what's, um, you know, it's a passion of mine. And now I, I get to coach it and I, I get like my life pretty much revolves around the game. Whether it's in my work life and um, business life and and you know the things that I do, um, but yeah, I, I I also love God a lot. You know, um, I I have tried uh, a number of times to run away, but you know, He keeps pulling you back. It's just yes, it's just will. something about <laughs> it's just something about His presence. I love the the first thing that you said, uh, Coach Chelsea, at the beginning about this being a privilege. Um, I. I was on the road the last two, three weeks. So I didn't manage to go to church, so I was out of state. And I was on the road again this Sunday, but I decided I was going to a nearby state. Um, but I decided to just go into church for uh, an hour and a half uh, before I, I set off to to make my my meeting. And I I remember just being in church and just saying, God, this is a privilege to be back in your house, you know, just, mm, uh, yes. you know, I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to do that the last two, three weeks, and I just wanted to come here, experience praise and worship, and a little bit of the word before I, I but if, to me, it was so important just to be here, uh, it was a privilege, so yeah, in a nutshell, that is me, that is me.
0: I think that's awesome, and I think we've all, what you said, been in that place, right, where right. Um, we we run away, we move, we try to do it right. our way. And the most yeah. amazing part about him, I always say God is magnetic. When that foundation yeah. is in you, it really doesn't matter how far we go, there's no distance we can travel that he can't yeah. reach us to bring us back to him, right? And so that's the most amazing part about that. And the other portion of that is being in his presence, right? I know there's numerous times where sometimes, especially. Um, for here my church we're still virtual but right the doors that say I was glad when they said it to me let us go into the house of the Lord it doesn't matter how we feel some days I just like oh I'm just not feeling but you get there and just being in this yeah sometimes just changes the whole atmosphere and your feelings absolutely there. so yeah. I love that you know and and you know rugby I told you the first rugby player and coach that we've had on the pot so I'm so excited about <laughs> right you No, know, talk to us a little bit about your playing days you know growing yeah. up made you choose rugby and just yeah. our listeners a little bit about where rugby took you and some of the successes that you found with
1: that so rugby is quite a unique sport with a unique culture um, the culture in rugby is is that of uh, very much of community um very much of uh brotherhood and uh, you know guys bash each other for 80 minutes um uh, but you know they normally uh, shake hands with their opponent and you know share a drink afterwards. It's the camaraderie within the sport is is unique. So I I I got to high school. I went to a boarding school. I got to high school and I wanted to play field hockey. And uh, one of the seniors um, in the school was like, "Hey, you're pretty chubby. Come and play rugby." I was like, no, that's too rough of a sport. I can't play rugby. He's like, no, you got to do what I say, mate. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, you got to come or else you get into trouble. So I was kind of forced to go to a practice session. I got there, uh, got roughed up a little bit in the first practice session. I had to go back the following week and I just fell in love with it. It just got, pretty much got addicted to it. Like my wife calls herself uh, a rugby widow uh, because, on the weekends, it's, it's all about rugby, you know, so pretty much it's, it's a game that draws you to it. And I've found that with a lot of uh, Americans as well that are not, because it's not a traditional sport here, but once they try it, they just don't want anything else. It's, it's very, just the, 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 the culture of it is very, you know, it's, it, it actually reminds me of the kingdom culture. Um so so yeah so that's that's where the rugby love came from I never looked back from when I was 13 when I was forced to do it and um you know I played up until high school I played for my country's um uh junior teams international teams which is a, which is a kind of big deal um and then I got a, an opportunity to go and play rugby in England um at some of uh the top um rugby schools there and then I started playing rugby in 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 club, uh, just trying to go semi-pro. I played a bit of that, and then uh, uh, got injured. And you know, whatever happens to an athlete after that, you try and reinvent yourself. If you can't play the game, uh, stay involved somehow. So I started my my company that was kind of focused around sport, but with a with a laser focus on on rugby uh specifically and then you know uh that then we started hosting um through my company we started hosting um putting together and producing uh big professional games and that sort of then brought me over to the United States one of the guys uh one of the coaches here reached out to me via Twitter and just saw some of the things we're doing and said hey uh, we might need some help here um would you mind coming and, uh, you know, working together? So that's how it started. And, uh, you know, I've been here since on and off since 2016, doing that. And rugby is growing. There's a professional league now in the United States, which is uh, four years old. Uh, it's doing really good. It's growing tremendously. Uh, you know, it's it, you can watch it on TV. Right now, it's still running. It's on CBS and Fox. Um, so, so yeah, the rugby is growing. Uh, there's over a million people that played in the United States alone. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a sport that is, that is growing. So yeah, that's, I guess in a nutshell, that's what it is.
0: Yeah. And I think that's awesome too, because a lot of times, you know, we, not just in sports, but in life, we find it that, individuals you know will take to things that they're familiar with they'll take the things that is you know understood and you know the the majority is doing but to be able to watch how you have been a part of a sport that you love right you wake up every day much like me mine is basketball eat sleep breathe it in, in any form of capacity but to watch it grow to watch you know knowing that it was something you loved played in other parts of the world but now watching in america grow 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 just on a daily basis has to make
1: you proud. And I think that's awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know, it's, it's a blessing really. Um, and I, I, I tell people that if it wasn't for rugby, I probably would not be in this country. I probably would not have um, 80% of my closest friends. Mm. Um, I, I probably do not have the business that I have or, just the associations that I have, they've all kind of come from the sport itself. And I'm very blessed to have uh, played it and know um, the people that I know and had the opportunities that I've had. And, you know, so, so, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing and I'm, and I'm grateful for it. And I'm glad, obviously I'm um, talking to someone who understands that you being, a, being a coach yourself. Um, and uh you know, so and and, and we, we, we also deal with students as well, you know, which right. is which is a, um, a good thing in terms of we can use sport as a tool to sort of shape help shape some of these young lives, you know, yes. and in that we can even without being pushy or being in your face, we can even use our experiences uh, of the kingdom culture. Yes. and infuse that with some of our coaching methods and you know uh the the student athletes that we have can sort of see uh Christ through us through that sport and yes. so I think it's a great vehicle um which is unique uh you can sort of bring down a lot of walls um with with sport that you probably won't be able to do if you stop someone in the street and try to minister to them so
0: for sure. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a blessing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for sure. And, and it's funny you say that, Cassette, because a lot of the times and what I say is, you'll hear the tagline for this. I'll say, you know, we are working and our mission is to normalize um, athletic professionals of faith. And right. you just explained it so beautifully as to why. Because we right. have the opportunity to live our lives, right? Just live our lives the way that Christ has called us to, not going outside of our way, but living our lives such a way that these lives we get to impact on a day-to-day basis that we may yeah. not have otherwise met you know they get right. us you know I'm always reminded and I use him a lot servant leader Chris Kreider he is assistant Ooh. basketball coach at Georgia State and when he came on we talked and he said you know Chelsea a lot of times we get confused we believe that it's our job to Bible beat and go knock down every door and say this that all Christ called us to do was love him with everything we have and love our neighbor. And he's given us a template to how we should lead our lives. And what will happen is when you do those things and you lead your life the way he asks you to, people will say certain things like, cassette is so different. It's something different about that guy. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just when he comes around, there's just this different presence. And then that way, when we begin to wake up their mindset that there's just something different about that person, it makes them inquire it makes them want to know it makes them hungry to try to get that joy and that light that we have and then he says and when they get to that moment then then that's our moment to allow that message of good news to come out
1: so so coach uh just uh i I know you're the ones asking the questions out but i wanted to find i
0: like questions (laughs) coming back to me too i like that I,
1: (laughs) i wanted to find out how you um you know, what are some of the ways you use to infuse your faith in some of your coaching philosophy or, or coaching methods? Um, you know, that that could be helpful to me as well,
0: no, you know, sure. especially
1: being being in a different um, culture that is uh, the United States. So what yeah. what, are, what are some of the things that have worked for you?
0: No, sure. And I think that's a great question. And trust me, the flip I love because that's what this whole point is and the whole platform is, is for As coaches and leaders to learn. And so, one of the things that helped me first was being transparent. And what I mean by that, Cassette, is that, you know, when you first start out coaching, right, all you really have is just pretty much what you've watched other coaches do. Okay. Those that maybe coached you, those you watch on TV, and you kind of infuse it all together. Like, have you ever seen a minister that's just starting out and they don't really know their lane yet? So they kind of take a little message from here, a little message from there, right? And what I realized is that when I wasn't, I was not being transparent when I started. So I've been coaching for, I just finished my 12th year coaching um, on the high school level. And what I realized at first, I would.
1: Congratulations. Yeah.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate it. So, but I started young. And so what I felt was that, you know, oh, well, I'm their coach. This is my player. And then that's where I draw the line. Right. I would not let them in. I would just, its this. I'm the coach, you're the player, that's it. But what I learned is one of the biggest things that coaches and leaders can do is be transparent. Now the, that doesn't mean that you just tell them all your business. No, that's not what that means. What I learned in my walk with Christ especially right. with young ladies is that we so often as a culture, right? Many cultures, not just American culture, many of them, we love to show people the success story right? Especially in this world. We love to show people the success story, the end result, right? The solution. Uh But what I learned was that I gained their trust when they got to see my story. See, I was trying to share with them my glory days. You know, I I coached at the same place I went to school. So this is what I did, right? Go check back on this and go look at it. You know, when I was in college, I did this. I was trying to share the glory. I was trying to show them what I had already achieved, but what they needed to recognize is what happened in the process to get there. Because I'm coaching people where I used to be in their shoes. And so the success began when they started realizing, wait, coach, now she, t- hold on. You mean you tore your ACL? Wait. That's,
1: yeah, that's powerful.
0: <laughs> you mean you are about to go? And so I think that was the biggest thing for me. And then living my life, like you said, not yeah. day, just every word out of my mouth is a scripture. But what they noticed was, coach can get very upset but coach never curses right coach never belittles us coach always looks presentable and so just like you said i live my life in the way that christ asked me to they pay attention and so i think that's one of the biggest things is showing that story not just the glory sometimes right real real you know and i think that that was probably the best thing i could have ever done
1: that's powerful uh thanks for sharing that and i i think that's important as well to um, I was reading somewhere where I think it say that uh, on social media people only show, uh, you know, the the good stuff. You know, you you mm-hmm. you only see the the amazing thing, but you don't see the the you know the the struggles. You don't see the um the discouragement. You don't see the 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 giving up. Uh, you don't see the trials and tribulations. Right. I think that is that is important for uh, student athletes to kind of get a handle on that um you know sport might might not throw you the the, the hollywood ending that mm-hmm. you that you think uh but you can still uh you know overcome those uh, adversities and um get a lot out of it as well so i think i think that's that's pretty important thanks for sharing that
0: yeah and thank you for sharing that you know yeah. so you are now and have been named uh the head coach uh, for the Codwell University rugby team. Yeah. Right. So, right. talk to me a little bit about that position there, how that's been going, and you know yeah. what your plans for the program is as you mentioned to be able to continue walking your walk to help empower yeah. these young men.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I got I got hired uh, by Codwell and in um in April, and um, so I've been on the job for. Couple of months. Um, previously, I was with William Patterson University, and then previously, before that, I was with the University of Louisville. Okay. Um. So, what attracted me to the Cold War job was that it's a fully funded program, and obviously, rugby being a non-traditional sport in the United States, and it is catching up. A lot of schools treat it uh, as a club sport, so it doesn't get funding from school, so it doesn't get scholarships, it doesn't get. Uh, Players have to pay dues. They have to pay money for their, uh, their kits. They have to um, pay their way to play the sport, pretty much. And that's what I've dealt with uh, since I started um, coaching in this country. So Cold War, the program, uh, was offering something different. It was offering uh, a fully funded program. And the attraction to build something from scratch for me was just too hard to resist. I probably... I had too much on my plate already, but when I saw it, I just couldn't, uh, you know, let it pass. You know, so that's why I I applied for it. My wife was like, "Are you sure you, you you're gonna be able to do it? Uh, you're gonna balance your time well?" I'm like, hey, "Everything is in sport anyway, so I'll find a way to make it work." So it's been it's been amazing. It's been great. Uh, everyone there has been very welcoming. Um, my boss is great. Uh, so I've been just recruiting. Uh, Over the last two months, I've had to, you know, be on the road uh, more than usual, uh, trying to recruit players to come and play for us by by four, which is hard. But we're making good progress. And uh, so I'm looking forward to just see the caliber of players we're going to have and how I'm going to help, you know, just help them in whatever they want to achieve. And possibly learn as well from them uh, from their experiences, because they'll be coming from different different backgrounds. I have kids that are coming from South Africa, from England, um, so and then a whole bunch that are coming from different states in the United States. So that is, there's going to be a nice uh, mix of kids, and so I'm looking forward to you know just the first assembly where we can uh, sort of uh, start things. And, but I'm also nervous. I don't know what to expect, you know, when they come through. But uh, it's going to be fun. It's been an interesting journey so far.
0: Thank you. To say the least, and the good thing about it, I tell people this, I think that there always has to be a sense of nervousness in us. Yeah. It continues to push us forward, right? If there's a moment I walk up and I'm not nervous, I'm like, something's off. That's what I tell Right. To gain right. on the sideline there. I always have a tug at me, like, just like, ooh, okay. And if those aren't there, I'm like, something's off. Maybe I missed something. Let me recheck myself. So I love that. But I also love how, you know, you're able to bring all these cultures together through this yep. game of rug- rugby. And that's why I tell people I love sports so much. Because right. with everything going on in the world, sports is that vehicle, as you mentioned, that... Yeah bring together all cultures, all beliefs, just because of the sport that they love. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, And I look forward to watching what happens uh, with the program. I'll be following you guys. You have a new fan.
1: Thank you so much. We appreciate it, Coach. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you can come in and uh, give us a few drills in there. And I was telling this one recruit, he was telling me, oh, hey, I've never played rugby before. I was like, I see basketball photos on um, on your profile there. I actually think basketball transfers a, a lot better to rugby than football does because of the handling of the ball. Mm,
0: exactly. So in rugby,
1: in rugby, handling is a very important thing. Uh, whereas in, in 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 football, a lot of, you know, the big guys don't, don't ever get to, to run with the ball. right? <laughs> yeah. so, so whereas in basketball, everyone has that hand eye coordination and, mm-hmm. you know, they're handling the ball all the time. So I find that basketball athletes as long as you you can be a bit tough you can you can transition uh well so we could use some of your some of your experience and some of your coaching so if you're ever up here just let me know and uh you know we'll bring coach chelsea to give the boys a little bit of a run you know
0: look hey look you're on when i look yeah Eat after I have this little one, I'm gonna need to give me some exercise. So, right,
1: <laughs> right, right, thank right, you right, up on right. that offer. <laughs> we got you, we got you.
0: <laughs> I love it, you know, because your, oh, so. your, oh my goodness, it's like your energy and your, um, just your spirit is so infectious, right? And the, it's you. amazing because it's a common thread that I find between true servant leaders, you know, and in this life. There's a lot of things we see. I tell people all the time, you know, we're lights. You always hear me say, guys, we have to work to illuminate because here's a light, right? I don't care where you are, right? You can walk in your house If you walk in your house right now when you get home and there's a light on in a room, you don't turn it on. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to work and see why is that light on, right? Light attracts, right? Light leads, light draws. And so if we can be those lights, especially in a, a dark and a broken world, Individuals and spirits like yours are amazing. But we also know too, it's very difficult sometimes to lead in a world where there's so much negativity that we see. Um, There's so many sometimes that we see. What is some encouragement that you can give to servant leaders, especially in the sports world, to just continue to stay the course and keep being us, even when a lot of times what we see around us
1: is not what God has called for us to be. I'll, I'll just say, get up, you know, um, I've, I've been wrestling with, um, over the last few months, I felt like I've been in a, in a, in a, in a dry season spiritually. I, I'm not where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the one thing I never do is, is stop going to church or stop getting into the word or, or giving up. It's. It's, it's something that I do regardless whether, um, you know, I, I find that that then, you know, re-centers me, right? So I, I think my main advice is no matter whether you feel like you're not worthy or you're not doing right, get up. If you're full, just get up. Uh, go to church. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you are doing something wrong still go to church, like, you know, go get the word in because that word is going to help like re-channel you or get you back to God or, you know, just reposition you. So that, that has been my, the main thing. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that, that, you know, I, I never want to be out of his presence, whether he is uh, rebuking me for what I did or, but at least I can get it and I'm in his presence. So that, that is a that is a big thing for me, and I, I would encourage people just to even if you take it away from the spiritual context, you know, in life, just you know, life will throw a lot of things at us, and uh, we just gotta keep going. Uh, and especially now with with COVID, there was a lot of uh, you know mental, uh, mental, mental issues, mental mental health issues, and you know those are real issues that we went through. And that some of us went through and, you know, you just, just got to find a way uh, to get back to God because you, he, he'll handle that. You know, it's, it's, it's a common scripture, but, you know, it says, cast your burdens to me, you know,
0: come on now. and uh, cast,
1: cast your burdens to him and he'll, he'll, he'll care for you. So that's what we got to do. You know, when, whenever, uh, you know, uh, whenever, whenever my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. Right. It's, Come on, it's just that you're going to keep going back. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the only thing. And that's, that's just what I'm trying to do. You know, uh, whether, whether I'm doing great spiritually or not, I just keep trying to, Hey, I'm going to try again tomorrow. I didn't get it right today. Tomorrow. I'm going to try and get back to the rock, you know? So, yeah, so that's, that's what I would
0: say. And I think that's right on time, right? And I just, you hit those and those are power, powerful scriptures. You hear me? I tell people all the time, you know, I don't care family. I don't care friends, right? People care. We have people in our circle that care, but there has never been a person who would say, "Cash all your kids
1: right
0: all of them because i care for you right all All of them them. not hey just call me on wednesday that's your day right right Right. all of them them. and you know why simply because i care for you right i want something back from you not because you really deserve it but i want i am asking for them because i care for you right i don't want to and not only that like you said lead me to a rock and that's the part that that is so powerful for me that is higher than i and that right. always, that's why I smiled so big when you said that, because that part always centers me, balances right. me, and keeps me humble. I don't care right. how, how much success that God blesses with me, me with, I realize and understand that no matter how high I go, there is right. a rock that is higher than I. Absolutely. And that will humble you to, you know, because everything that we have, our positions, our blessings. They came from him. Right. And so that scripture helps me to remember, I don't care what position you have, you better remember who positioned you there, you know? So I think that's golden. It it reminds me of that song, um, Preacher's Wife. I love the Preacher's Wife. People that listen often, they know that. But where she sings the song, I go to the rock, (laughs) Whitney Houston. Um, But I think that's so golden. And I think that when we can do that, you're right. We got to get up. I think when life hits us, Sometimes it's so easy to just give up and just say, you know what, spiritually and, and not, you know, but if we can keep getting up, if we can continue staying in his presence, right? I don't care. What does the thing say? I don't care if you crawl. I don't care if you drag, but at least you're moving forward, right? So if you get up, you're going to move forward. I like that. Oh, that's so encouraging.
1: That's, sad. that's, sad. <laughs> that's so that's encouraging.
0: Sad. I love it. You know, you mentioned something that was powerful too, um, that with COVID, um, many of us found ourselves, you know, really dealing. It was new, right? For many of us in this generation, you know, you can read history, plagues, and you know, uh, pandemics happening, but within our time and our lifetime, this is a, this was a new thing. And it didn't matter where you were from, your socioeconomic background. Everyone was in the same place at the same time. The whole entire world was in the same place at the same time, you know. But what I tell people is, it's all in how you look at things. And the pandemic truly did gift us with things if we look at it the right way. You know, I've heard people say, you know, the pandemic allowed me more time with my family. I've heard people say the pandemic allowed me to start a new something, right? Trade, business, whatever. And I've heard people say they learned things in COVID. So if there was anything that you learned from the pandemic, from that time that we really were just taking a pause, what would you say the pandemic gifted you
1: Um, in that time? I think for me, it was just, um, like I said, I, I, for as long as I remember, um, well, I guess since 2009, I've just not been in one, actually since 2005, I've not been in one place for more than three, four months, you know, so um, in some way that people look at it and say, oh, you travel a lot. That's amazing but, you know, you don't get to be settled. You don't get to put down roots. You don't get to plan a lot, a lot, uh, like longer term. Right. So I think, I think this forced me to just be in one place. It drove me nuts sometimes, but i I'm so grateful of it. I don't miss traveling. Uh, obviously I'm going to have to get back to it at some point, but, Um, I I got time with my wife we we've been married since 2018 and um, I'll be on the road you know all the time but you know we had a full year to test us and you know we we're still here I'm not I'm still alive so she didn't kill me so I'm doing something right (laughs) so 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 I think I think it gifted me that um, you know quality time with her. Um, you know, we we truly got to know each other and uh, I got to work on a new, new, I've I've been telling people this. I thought, we thought we were going, going to have our best business year in 2020. And when March rolled around, I was like, I, God, why? Like this was going to be like the year, right? And, but, August rode around and it's been the most fruitful of my 35 years. 30. Yeah. You know, and it happened during a pandemic. You know, I, I got involved in a startup um, and it's just been fruitful for us, like blessings after blessing and our families, uh, you know, were, were kept during COVID thankfully and our friends the same so you know it was it was really a good time of reflection and and uh just blessing i think i think i got the most blessing during the pandemic actually and i'll put it that yes. sure. which is which is weird i didn't think that was going to be the case
0: listen i feel the same way and that's why i often ask individuals right um you know sometimes and this is how I've, God had gave it to me. It's not my words. It's not what he allowed me to understand. And even for those listeners who, you know, I know hard times struck many of us. I know jobs were lost. I know lives were lost, right? Um, but what was given to me in that time was that because of what you just said, you were never settled. Many of us are never settled. And that rather that be by our every day-to-day action, or just our internal, you know, some people can't be alone with themselves, right? Because it forces right, them to take, Right? You know, some yeah. people cannot sit still because it truly forces them to have to deal. But in, right. in this past year, things of course are opening up depending on what side of the world you're on. But in the year where we all were on a pause, it truly allowed us to hear him, to sit still long enough. You know, one of the mistakes that many of us make, including myself, is that we pray to God and we never wait for the answer. You know, this right. I mention this often. A coach told me this cassette it changed my life. It changed my spiritual life forever. He said, uh-huh. conversation, would you sit down? And since I'm talking to you, would you sit down, talk to cassette? And then when you're finished saying what you're saying, get up without hearing his response. Right you, or, or, oh you know because yeah. that would probably look and say where are you, going? Right. How are you asking yeah. a question and then you leave you know yeah but he says I like but that. when we pray we pray yeah. say it sometimes it's like let me just get it out there sometimes we fluff it up to sound good depending on who we're in front of but then we say amen he said "And we right. what do you do and i'm like what do you mean i'm i'm done <laughs> On, you right. know, my day. And <laughs> yeah. yeah and he said chelsea do you ever sit there and wait for his response right it blew my mind it yeah. just i didn't even say anything back i just sat there like wow he said right. well, conversation you're not just right. talking to the air you're talking to your maker right to the one who's able to do what you're asking and exceed your expectation yet we miss a lot of what he says because we don't wait because we don't listen and hear the other part of what a conversation is yeah i'm
1: definitely guilty of that <laughs>
0: we, I, we all are we are right right, right. The pandemic is, it is a major sin be still right yeah podcasts were birthed hello businesses were birthed
1: yeah come on Real births yeah.
0: happen right?
1: right you
0: know right so yeah I, I truly believe and to those listeners that are listening out there you know who May have been on that end of losing jobs and losing loved ones. You know, I charge you to truly, if you haven't figured out what it was that was, you know, cause for us to see in that time, that you truly do pray and then sit and be still. Don't be like us, (laughs) man, and get up. I charge you to just, you know, truly ask Him to reveal to you because it was changing for me. It truly was.
1: That's powerful. That's powerful. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, I, Never looked at it that way. Uh, sometimes you you're tired, you're in bed, you just kind of fluff <laughs> like a prayer, and you just you know, like I'm sure God sometimes just look looks looks down and just be like come on shake, yeah. shake shake shakes his head. <laughs> like, right, look at him. Look at my
0: son. Look yeah. at my daughter.
1: <laughs> but he's like, what can I do? Is mine, you know? What, what can I do? And that's it's exactly mine. what
0: it is. Right. You know, that's right. exactly what it is. I, I tell people all the time. I know he looks and says, look, "Look, right." At him. look at my child look at my son but I I love him
1: but I love him
0: there it is Uh, yep but I love him anyhow and he's gonna get it one of these days right Right. I think it's amazing it blew my mind too and so whenever I have that opportunity to share that with someone else I'm gonna give it right that's awesome you know (laughs) a lot of times what I tell people the servant leader platform um, it truly was built in a way to just help encourage, you know, coaches. We all were like, okay, so our season stopped. Um, yeah. really somewhere, uh, what are we supposed to do? And so this platform, which really started as a week-long Bible study, um, has now yeah. turned into uh, 14 months of just amazing, um, powerful uh, testimonies of individuals. And even though, like we said, we have those glory moments and story moments, they truly have helped us all grow. And so this is, of course, a platform where I tell people all the time. I keep an umbrella everywhere because, and I mean that everywhere—my car, and the <laughs> house, and my job. I don't want to get caught slipping. I tell people that all the time. I don't want to get caught slipping. Right, right. To see where I am, and I'm sure everywhere right now in this world we live today, it could be sunshine, and then you—right. This is—is is that rain? And two right. minutes it's raining, right? So I keep an umbrella every time because I don't want to get caught slipping in the storm. But see, the funny uh-huh. thing. about has said is in life storms are going to come right storms are going to come for all of us but what happens is we're never are we ready right when they hit us 9 to 10 I don't care where we are in our walks we're going to get blindsided and so one of the things that I love to do I love to basically do what I call as my god is devotion okay right. and that simply is and you've heard you know me on the podcast before. This is something that I talk about every single episode because it's really something I stick to my guns with. And I feel that if we recognize who Christ is, um, what He was, what He wasn't, in my hardest moments, in my great moments, what He's given me, that when those storms come, right, I can be reminded that He'll be that same God then. And so I call it my God is devotional because I'll say God is, and then I reflect. Right, my pastor used to always say when I think back i thank him right so i think back a lot and remember what he's been to me i remember that god is my healer i remember that god is my protector i remember amen yeah going, and i literally will get revved up sometimes and i right. tell you often i'm like okay god you a lot but i'm about to be late for work you know <laughs> right 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 but if right. i were to ask you and i said god is uh-huh. i left a blank there what would you cassette say, God is what provider yes, that
1: that that is without a doubt, like <laughs> there's times where you're like, come on, like what am I gonna do? you know he comes through twenty come, times who? out of ten, come on he comes through, yeah, he comes through, he's a provider, definitely, and you know he's a he's also a comforter, you know, yeah. Um, times where I'm down, I have, you know, my journey for tree moment. Um, (laughs) I remember in 2017, we just done this big project and, you know, everyone is like, congratulations and everything. I'm left to deal with the, with my team to deal with the aftermath. And I was just so down, but yeah, he, he's a comforter. I don't know how many times I, I've been in those situations where I'm like, if it wasn't for God, I snap out of them pretty quick. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, an hour or two, a day at the most, and I'm good. You know, and that's that's all because of you know, of the hope of glory. You know, so yes, so yeah, that's that's what I I, I would say. You know,
0: and two. see, isn't that the most amazing part about that that one, one of the things you said, he comes through, okay? Yeah. And that got me, because I'm telling you, it just reminds me of just like things that my kids say, right? Yeah. You know, coach gonna come through, you know? And I think about yeah. that, and that's Christ. Like to know, sometimes I truly do check myself. Like I am blown away at right. how, no matter how big or small the situation seemed to me, right? Um, I don't know where I'm going to get this from. I don't know how this is going to work out, but there's never, here was a thing. Somebody asked me this, you know, how can your faith withstand, you know, and all the things you've been through? I said, because when I think back on all those things that you're referring to, that I've been through, I came out on the other side of them.
1: Right, right.
0: Not 80% of the time, not 75% of the time. A hundred
1: e- Every cents. single time. That's it.
0: Come every on. single time. Yeah. The only person batting a thousand. Right. God, I serve. Okay. Right, right, right. That, right I mean, right. he doesn't strike out. No. Ever. No. Ever. And that alone just blows my mind. And I tell people that. Yeah. I said, you know, I'm never, ever, you're never going to catch me. It's not my job. There's, I always reflect back on servant leaders and uh, Coach Chubb uh a coach hub who's who's coming up um soon and yeah. uh he just he blew my mind with this he said god calls us to be fishers of men right he didn't tell you to gut them clean them he didn't he didn't tell you that. <laughs> he didn't tell you that he said we go add that in there right we go add our duties and responsibilities that he did not Right. Do. he right. called us to be fishers of men right plus right. our job to do is fish he said, we go taking other things upon ourselves. God's going to clean them. He right. throw the line. Every day, wherever you are, throw the line. He said, but we're so caught on. Okay, well, before I throw the line, though, I got to make sure that I, you know, shut them out and scale. <laughs> That's not your job. Throw the line. Not
1: your job. Right. He I said, like so that.
0: when you're on that field or that court or that diamond or in such a sport, are you on the line? Right. Right. When you're in the store, are you throwing the line? He said, right. "So focused on that part." And I think that's so amazing that this conversation we're having is that my God comes through, as you said, and He does. And uh-huh. just those statements right there, when we're able to witness how He comes through, that's throwing yeah. right the line. That's true.
1: Yeah, the- that's that's an amazing. Uh, i uh now you're making me want to listen to Coach uh Hub. Is it? You gotta, yeah, Hub. He's it
0: oh, um his episode actually will come out what's today? He comes out Thursday. So just make sure on man, the,
1: that's on Thursday Yeah, I like that. I like I like that. That's uh yes. All we gotta do is plant the seed, you know. Um some more water, you know. Yeah, I like the analogy. Yeah? You, we were trying to descale the the fish yeah. and got it and got it and Make sure that it's good
0: now, uh, but that's not our job. You're right. Yeah, it, it. And that's the that's the portion that I think sometimes right. we, we God is big. He is, but I think sometimes we place him where he doesn't even expect us to. Right. right. It's like yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. Uh, uh-uh, no, you're doing too much. I didn't even you're right. taking on too much. You know, I was laughing. I right. love to listen right. to, Christine Kane and Joyce Meyer, and so basically yeah. that Joyce Myers is christine kane's like spiritual mother so a lot of times right. you listen to their messages they'll you know uh be able to reference each other and they mentioned the time they were in the store and they said that you know they were in the store and this whatever happened the attendant basically said that you know you know sometimes i cuss a little bit but you know i believe god curse and so of course you know joyce meyer is you know she's older so she's like i was turned off because i'm thinking my god done cut but you know my god <laughs> First, you know? right. And so then she said, but it was amazing because just as sure as she was about to judge and be frustrated with this woman, Christine came right. through and said, Well, I don't think he curses, but he loves people that curse. Right. That's just it. It's, it's we make things so big. And if we can right. remind people of who he is, he'll do the rest. Right. That's, you know yeah, who that's, he is,
1: that's He'll awesome. do the rest. That's, that's, that's
0: awesome. I love it, coach. Yeah. You know, awesome. Coach, this is, of course, the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, where I tell Mm -hmm. people all the time, you know, we play servant leader, uh, leadership and faith at the focal point, at the core, all around this thing, just truly trying to encourage and give a structure to athletic professionals about what true servant leadership is and what it means to lead like Christ. And so one of the things I tell people is we have this assumption that individuals know what that looks like. right? And then when they get it wrong or they fail, the question becomes, did they ever know the right way? Did someone ever take their hand and give them the template, right? Because we know the template is in the word, but we can't assume that everyone picks it up. So I'm on a mission of creating the longest, but the truest definition of what servant leadership really looks like um, in the sports world. So if I were to ask you those words, servant leadership, when you hear them, in your walk as a man of Christ, what do you think servant leadership means? What does servant leadership mean to you?
1: So, uh, servant leadership, I think it's, it's in the words, right? It's being a leader is not, you know, my way bossing around is asking, what can I do for you? What can I, how can I be of, you know, of service or of, you took the words, you know, (laughs) how can I, how can can I, yeah. How can I be of service to you? And, you know, whether it's student athletes, you know, how, you know, it's not us just, Hey, you got to do this. You got to do that all the time, but Hey, sit down. How can I be of service to you in your studies? Like what's going on? Like what's going on at home? How can I help in this situation? Like get to know your, your student athletes, get to know your um uh, the people around you and um figure out what exactly is their need because everyone is an individual, right? And everyone responds different, uh differently. So um I think it's such a great thing that you started this uh this podcast. And like I said, um, you know, that's that's what kind of drew me to it. Um, because a lot of times we have people that are uh, in positions, but they're not really leaders. They're not leading and they're not leading gracefully, you know? So, uh, but we need a whole lot more, um, a lot more leaders that are leading gracefully, that cater to the core of the person in this instance, the, the student athletes and, um, you know, want to see them succeed and want to do everything that they can cultivating the, you know, the, the spirit of excellence within them and win or lose, you know, you have, if you have made them better men or better women, then your job is complete. You know, the wins, yes, we, we love them, we want them, but what's more important is, you know, they, their lives, their souls, um, their well-being. And I think you're doing such a great job with this, uh, bringing coaches and leaders from different sporting codes, different backgrounds, to share their stories because that's that's the only way we can learn from each other. And we're doing church right now; it's just in a different format,
0: right? That's for sure. And, yeah,
1: and 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 that's what we need because not everyone responds the same uh, right. to a traditional church, um, and, and this is, this is what it's about, so thank you for, you know, for hearing the, um, you know, the, the, the word of God, and, and just the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit to, to start this, and, uh, you know, uh, I think it, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of it from now on, you know, from, oh. even from before, so, so, yeah, so thank you for that,
0: you know, appreciate oh, for it. For sure, I appreciate you, and as I tell people, I can't, this can't move without obedience right yeah given this platform and we have to be obedient i've been obedient and he he will never give you the vision without giving me the provision but this isn't right. to move forward without individuals like you who are obedient so i thank you i thank you just for what you do i thank you for your and right. i thank you for leading in the way that he asked us to so that like you said we can continue to cater to those individuals at the core right i love it man well before we awesome. um i don't ever want to leave you guys without covering you so if you can bow your yeah. hair quick yeah. Heavenly father i just thank you so much right now for another opportunity to just cross paths with your servant leaders with your you know men and women of christ lord god and i thank you for your son my now brother in christ cassette just for what he's doing. I thank you for his spirit. I thank you for just the willing energy that I see in him, oh, help him to just stay strong and renewed as he continues to lead the young men uh, that he crosses paths with at his new position, Lord God. Help him to guide and continue to push forward. As he said, that wins aren't always defined by the column, but when they succeed in life, so just continue to help him push them, Lord God. Bless his family, Lord God, that's here, Lord God, and back home, Lord God. Bless his going out and the coming in. I ask that you bless all our servant leaders who are listening currently, Lord God, and who are listening on the podcast. Whatever they need, bless them at their point of need. But most of all, as I always pray to you, help us to continue to be light. Help us to illuminate so that those that may not know you can find you. In your in Jesus' name, we'll always pray. Amen. Amen.
1: That's that's powerful. Thank you so much, Coach Chelsea.
0: Absolutely, cassette my favorite line of the podcast. You are now a part of the Cert leader family.
1: <laughs> I made it, Mama. Yes, I made it.
0: You made yeah. it. Step made on it. in. Take your shoes off. Put your feet up. Stay a while. We're so glad to have you. Um, so I appreciate it for what you do. Truly, thank you
1: so much. I look forward to staying connected. Absolutely. Good, Absolutely. God bless you and. Uh, you know may this this podcast like go beyond you know your your what you envisioned it to be like your wildest you know imagination of it may it just super exceed that
0: let me just say that I received that I appreciate that and I claim that and like his word says we're two or three are gathered in his name whatever we ask it shall be done so I thank you yeah. for that we thank you guys for listening we'll see you guys next time
1: all right